the reason I started this was actually really funny. See, I'm not married and I don't have children. Okay. But I was babysitting my friend's son once. And, you know, I was feeding him those pouches from the supermarket. Mm. And it didn't have any flavor. It didn't have any taste. Even the color was faded. Mm. So out of curiosity, I just turned it around. And when I saw the production date, it was produced um, 10 months ago. 10 Mm. months and it was going to get expired in two months. So imagine I was feeding the baby something older than him. Yeah. And it's obviously full of preservatives for it exactly. to live that long. Exactly. Oh, because wow. the the date, usually the shelf life on them is one year yeah. from the production date to the expiry. Yeah. So I thought that no way something like this could be healthy mm. for a baby to consume. <laughs> Right, we are back. It's a new episode of Tell Me Why, and this is Maria Botros with you today. And joining me in the studio is Qadriya Al-Awadi, who is the founder of a company called Bumblebee. Hi. And uh, today, we're going to get to know Bumblebee a bit more. Uh, Qadriya, firstly, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Really happy to be here. Yes, it's lovely having you in the studio. Um, so, Qadriya, when I read your uh, story... And when I read about Bumblebee, I found that so fascinating because, I mean, you always hear about meal preps for adults. You always hear about like pre-prepared meals for grown-ups, but we seldom hear that for for children and for babies. Um, first of all, I want you to explain to everyone that doesn't know about Bumblebee what Bumblebee is and how you started it. Sure. So Bumblebee is a frozen meal plan for babies and toddlers. Our food is, um, our menu was developed by a professional chef and a child nutritionist to ensure that, you know, every meal has the macronutrition that the child needs to grow up healthy. Mm. Um, The reason I started this was actually really funny. See, I'm not married and I don't have children. Okay. But I was babysitting my friend's son once and, you know, I was feeding him those pouches from the supermarket Mm. and it didn't have any flavor it didn't have any taste even the color was faded Mm. so out of curiosity i just turned it around and when i saw the production date it was produced um 10 months ago 10 months and it was going to get expired in two months so imagine i was feeding the baby something older than him yeah and it's obviously full of preservatives for it exactly. to live that long. Exactly, oh, because wow. the the date usually, the shelf life on them is one year yeah. from the production date to the expiry. Yeah. So I thought that no way something like this could be healthy mm. for a baby to consume. So that's when I started asking other moms if they face such a problem here in, right. in the UAE. And a lot of them said, well, yes, we do. And that's why they ha- they're stuck with buying either, you know, the supermarket or their own food, Mm. you know, that they cook for adults that they just have to mash. And again, those are also filled with salts and butter, you know, how we eat. Exactly. So that's how the idea was born. Just out of this one babysitting time. I I think that's really cool that, you know, even though you don't have children yet of your own and, you know, it, it wasn't something that was common, a common practice in your life, but you came up with something that could help so many people, so many mothers out there who might be overwhelmed, you know, with work and and life and, you know, raising more than two kids, two or three kids. And, you know, you came up with a concept that helps them. Um, Can you tell me a bit more about how the food is prepared and like the chef and the nutritionist, like what you did to actually 
uh, start the process? Like, how did you approach these people? How did you propose the idea? Sure. So at first, I was cooking for the for the boy. Um, I was cooking for him, and he liked it. He really enjoyed it. So I tried to do, you know, something different every time. Mm. Um, I tried to look up some recipes online just to understand what's healthy, what's not for the kid. And then um, I realized... I started telling because it was during the pandemic and, you know, mm. that was like a baby boom. Yes, exactly. So, so a lot of my friends also had babies and I was sending it to them and no, nobody minded, of course, especially, you know, yeah. was sitting at home. Yeah. Um, so I got good feedback and I decided, you know what, let's turn it into something else. Let's, let's make it into a business. So that's when I approached. Uh, I started to look for some chefs who are specialized in baby food. And it was hard, but I found one. Um, and then I find a childhood nutritionist. Um, nice. Her name is Yasmin, and she's from my PT clinic, Yasmin Haddad. Okay. And she's amazing, you know. Um, and together, you know, we developed a set of menu that um, gives, you know, the child all the nutrition that they need, you know. It right. maximizes everything that they need in just one small little packet that's, that's you know, f- free from salt or sugar. So that's how we began. Mm-hmm. And then uh, because our menu changes every season. Mm-hmm. So, uh, again, every recipe that we get, we get also from, you know, we, we try to choose the ingredients that are just... Um, filled with a natural mm. vitamins if that right. makes sense like for example beetroot mm. it's rich in iron mm. so you can have that instead of you know taking a tablet or taking some medicine right so that's what we try to give for babies yeah and it adds a sweetness as well so like exactly. instead of adding sugar it gives it the natural sweetness exactly. those that's, are some trade secrets yes exactly <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'm a, a bit of a cook myself yeah. that's why i i can tell from ingredients and you know it's it's uh, fascinating as well because as adults now we ourselves are starting to look at the ingredients that we're consuming. So imagine how important it is for a baby. Like as an adult, I recently went through this where I had some gut issues and I realized that a lot of the ingredients, a lot of the things that we don't pay attention to really affect our health. And that's why it's crucial to do that for our children. And I applaud you for, for you know, the, the, the business that you've started because you're helping mothers raise children that have a healthy future, yeah. you know, eventually. Okay, so, you know, with children's products, it's very tricky as well. Like, there's a lot of, like, safety um, and, like, regulations. Can you tell us about the journey, like, some of the challenges you may have faced, uh, the successes that you've uh, you've experienced and that kind of thing? Well, um, as you know here, of course, they care a lot about the safety of food. Yes. Um, you know, where I noticed, you know, when I, even before entering this space, mm-hmm. I noticed when I was asking my friends who work, you know, in the, in the health department, they all said that, you know, here we have one of the um, most stringent, you know, control because the yes. government cares so much, right, about yes. its people, about what we feed them, mm-hmm. about the safety of the food. So I knew entering it wouldn't be so easy. Mm-hmm. But then going to the baby business, it's even harder because there is so much, you right. know, rules and regulations that you have to follow. But, you know, thankfully, you know, we followed each and every single one. We adhered to every... Um, everything that the government has set, you know, for us. Um, and now, we you know, we're, we got, of course, we're operating, we have our approval and everything. It wasn't easy, but, you know, it's like a checklist that we have to go through. Yeah. Um, and the way, of course, we keep our food safe is 
you know, through temperatures. It's, it's, of course, as soon mm-hmm. as we cook the food, we have to uh, freeze it. Yeah. And even this way, it's not just about safety, but it's also about preserving the nutrients of the food. Of course. Because when you keep them, let's say, frozen, as opposed to giving it another treatment, which is extreme heat, mm-hmm. the extreme heat, um, which is what the supermarkets do, mm. they deplete all the nutrients, you know, from the food. When you heat it up so much, all the nutrients just boils away. Mm. But when you freeze it and when you keep it at the optimal temperature, everything is retained. So this is how we also ensure not just the safety, but that the vitamins stay in the food itself. Wow, that is an eye opener. I don't think a lot of people know that. So uh, thank you for educating everyone. Of course. Um, okay, so going back to the menu, you mentioned the menu and how it changes every season. Uh, can you tell us some menu items, like the, some of the things that you've come up with? Are you involved in that process or is it just the chef and the nutritionist? Because you were saying you prepared the meals yeah. initially yourself. Yeah, so I actually did take um, some courses. Okay. Uh, I have the I have a certificate. Actually, I'm a certified chef as well. Amazing. Yeah, when I knew I wanted to you know, pursue this uh, full time. I wanted to make sure that, um, you know, when I started the business, I wanted to, like, be involved in every part of it. Yeah, of To course. make sure that it goes well. Yeah. So, um, yes, I do check the recipes every time. From t- Of course, I have a team that's amazing and that helps also curate recipes. But I also like to have some input. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, if I go to a restaurant and I like, uh, like, for example, lasagna. Okay. It's something new that we're going to introduce. Mm. So, I really liked it. But I remember a lot of the parents... Uh, come to me and tell me, do you have anything just vegetarian? Mm. Because we have a lot of, you know, protein-based foods and meats. Mm -hmm. So they asked me, do you have anything vegetarian? So then I thought, okay, how can I turn this into something vegetarian, something that kids would eat, something kids would love? Mm. So, you know, this is when the chefs come to experiment, to try different, you know, different vegetables to see what works. And for the seasonal, because, you know, we we have our own farm that we get ingredients from, and then the excess we buy from somewhere else. But it's seasonal, you know, like strawberries, mm, uh, for example. Course. Mangoes come in the summer. That's when right. they're, you know, most delicious. So that's why we have some seasonal menu. Okay. Can you tell us some of the dishes that you offer? Sure. Uh, so the constant menu that we have all year round is like the meatballs and sauce. Okay. And, you know, the, this one you can add it to a pasta. You can add it to rice, to bread, however you like it. Nice. But then the seasonal things is like mango tango. This is something we have, strawberry quinoa, that's again seasonal. And we also have, um, now artichoke season is approaching. So we have some things like uh, artichoke pasta. Ooh, as well. So those are some seasonal things. That Can I buy those? Those sound very yummy. <laughs> of course. You know, one of the parents was for the mango tango yeah. and the strawberry. Um, we also have another one, berry blast. So sometimes what the parents do is they would take it and put it over their granola. Oh, amazing. They would put it, you know, over like their, their acai bowl. Yes. You know, their granola bowls uh, over, you know, just some Greek yogurt. Yes, yes. So, you know, that's, that's multi-use and we get so happy to see how curative some parents can get you know with their food very nice that's very nice and very resourceful and obviously when the children see their parents eating it you know it encourages them also to eat healthy and like to eat the food as well okay so let's say i'm a mother and i'm looking to buy uh you know your products where can i find them and do you take custom orders like let's say like a mother wants like a meal prep of a certain type or are you just like is it like a uh, a set menu and it's seasonal so uh, for now you can only order online mm-hmm. uh, because it comes you know direct from the kitchen where 
we have total oversight. Yeah. Uh, we're looking, of course, now to slowly uh, go into supermarkets. Right. But for now, it's just through the website, bumblebeefood.com. Okay. Um, you can order, and the food would be there, would be with you in two days, maximum three days. But that's because, you know, we make the food fresh to order, mm. and it takes some time, you know, to freeze it as well. Right. Um, and some parents also, of course, talk to us. They send us a message. You can just send us an email or a message on the Instagram if your kid has any allergies or if you're confused, you know, which stage to feed, what to feed. And we're really happy to help. Some, th- some things that we can do, of course, is substitute some ingredients. We have had some mothers who are, whose babies are lactose intolerant. Mm. So we removed, yes. you know, we removed any dairy and we substituted it with like yes. vegan cheese. So yes. we're always happy, you know, to accommodate as much as we can. That's actually very useful. And I think that's that's something you can't find in the supermarkets because mm-hmm. off, more often than not, you have to buy the product as is. Like you don't have the, the pleasure to customize yeah. it. Okay, amazing. So um, moving away from Bumblebee a little, or actually it might be related, and that's why I'm going to ask you. Yeah. Uh, you've been selected as part of a United Nations women's program. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Sure. So the program is about... Um, Business women and their idea, you know, it's to help them grow. So I applied to it and I was very, very honored to be selected as part of it. So it was a mentorship program where other leaders in the field help you, you know, help you grow, help your business grow. And luckily, that was also when I was first starting the business. So my mentor and the resources available at the time really helped me to grow and helped me to. Um, understand the market and help me even to to you know sometimes uh, put the right pricing because um you know we're new entering the market mm-hmm. the pricing was different as inflation went up right because mm. the past two years you've seen what happened to the prices of like the supermarket and of course we always want to have the best um prices for our customers but then at some point you can't keep up you know, with the prices. So this was really good help. You know, our mentor was amazing. Jen, she really, really helped me to, you know, to get it right. Amazing. Amazing. And um, so how is this going to help you in the future as well? Like, can you tell us a bit more about your like growth plans and your future plans? How has this program helped you? I think one of the best things that the program did was just help me see beyond Mm-hmm. Um, my current goal, because when I first started, of course, my goal was to just give the ki- give my customers healthy food. Mm. That was the goal. Uh, but then, when I was part of United Nations and I saw all those incredible women with their different businesses, I noticed the foundation of it all is that every single one of those businesses was centered around helping others, mm. each in their own different way. But this was what it was about, and then. This is when we started to think a little bit broader, like, okay, how can we help the community? How can we help the people around us? Not just, you know, the customers, not just the target, Mm -hmm. but everybody else around us. How can we help kids even abroad um, who can't have access to our food? You know, how, how in what other way can we help them? And this is how, you know, one of the steps that we took uh, was to be to align our vision with the national strategy of well-being. Mm -hmm. And as well, we also have partnered with a few charities that, you know, build schools and that provide foods for children um, internationally. So, you know, this helped us just think, I suppose, more selflessly. So you mentioned the national strategy for well-being in 2031, I believe, is the is the date. Um, How is your business in line with that? So the essence of the strategy is um, for 
the people of the UAE to lead a better and healthier life. That's the main essence, you know, mm-hmm. of, of the um, of the strategy. So, uh, you know, one of the pillars, of course, is um, the health of, of adults and of children as well. So how we aim to help with that is to provide the healthy food for children. You know, one thing here that a lot of people, I suppose, don't don't know, because even I didn't know that, is just the, the danger Mm. And, and I'm, I'm careful about choosing that word, but the danger of yeah. salt yeah. in baby food. Every, we, we all know how bad sugar is, mm-hmm. but nobody tells us just how bad salt is. So many studies have shown that introducing salt to children is almost a direct link to childhood obesity. You see, when, um, when like, for example, babies under one, you put salt in their food, they get used to it. Mm. You know, they get used to the salty taste. So then when they when you serve them something without it, they just don't want it anywhere. They think it doesn't have any flavor. Mm. And what salt does for really, really small kids is it affects their kidneys in a way that they can't filter it out. Mm. And for others, it's retained in the body. It retains, you know, with, with water. So it, it contributes to, you know... Um, Obesity, and not to mention, like you know, the more salt you eat, eventually the more salty food you want. And what's more salty than fast food? Exactly, right? That would hit the right craving that yes. the kid wants. Yes, that's why you know when when you give them like, compare any kid. That's how I grew up. You know, when mom gave us McDonald's, it was so different than what my mom cooked the chicken nuggets at home. Oh, of course, right? Because that course. one is filled with salt mm-hmm. and MSG, right, to improve to enhance the flavor. But the one at home, my mom does it. It's clean. It doesn't yeah. for me. It didn't have any taste. Mm. But it was years later that I understood it was, you know, the salt. That's the culprit. Yes, exactly, it. exactly. And in a way, I, I feel like your business is also in line with with the strategy because you're raising healthy generations by yeah. promoting, you know, healthy foods. You know that that have less preservatives, less harmful ingredients, and so on and so forth. Um, how are you going to take the business a step further? Uh, we aim to, you know, but at first I wanted to really focus on growing the business and putting my name there. And now that we've achieved that, now the next step is um, slowly partnering with nurseries, with schools, you know, to educate nice. parents, to educate yeah. kids on just how to make healthier choices. You know, we always get self-conscious when we heard when we hear the word healthy, mm. either because we think, oh, am I fat? What are you saying? Or because we think it might not taste good. Right. But, you know, at Bumblebee, we like to prove otherwise that it's it's not that at all you can have the exact chicken nugget that you want we will we will cook it for you we just want deep fry it for mm. example right mm. we're going to give you the pizza that you want but it's just not going to have you know like sugar in it and you wouldn't think that it does but it's just hidden mm. you know when you buy it from the supermarket or from any other brand right mm-hmm. so this is how you know we, we we aim the next step is to slowly educate the schools and the parents about you know the ingredients that they put in their food um even the benefits of of just um family time mm. you know with with everybody now busy it's so hard now to sit together as a family but the family time at meal time is so important it benefits studies have shown it benefits every single family every single sorry member of the family from kids you know they learn to be less picky eaters when they see everybody eating the same meal parents you know their bonds grow stronger and it even reduces the stress levels in men so many studies have shown that yeah. when they sit around their family so we want to promote, you know, we want to keep promoting that importance of a family unit, which is all centered around food. Amazing. Amazing. Um, so currently you're offering frozen foods. Are you planning on offering hot meals at a certain point? 
Is that something that's part of your plan? We're thinking about it because we've had some interest from nurseries and um, schools, you know, to ask about if we have, uh, you know, if we provide the cotton exactly. So this is not something we're looking at right now, but it may be, you know, in the medium term. Mm-hmm. But we all what we will be introducing for a limited time just to see you know just to test it a bit. It will be dry uh, dry food, so snacks, so okay. some dry snacks, nice. so, you know, like cookies and those kind of things. Uh, we're going to introduce them uh, because a lot of our customers have been requesting you know something other than frozen. Yeah. So dry is is all what we're going to offer for now. That's very nice. Um, do you feel like the Middle East lacks uh, businesses like Bumblebee? Do you feel like the market just doesn't have enough businesses that that promote healthy eating for children? I think it does. I think it do. there is a gap in the market for that, which is why I started even to begin with. Um, but to be honest, when I first started, which was a couple of years ago, there was just two businesses or mm. like two or three. Because when I actually wanted to start, it was before 2020. Mm-hmm. It was just around 2019, but then the pandemic hit. Right. And I have a daytime job, so then I had to put that on hold. I had to put Bumblebee on hold and focus you know, on, mm-hmm. on my day job because it was unprecedented, right? It was something... That of hit course. everyone by surprise. So Bumblebee had to be put on hold until I could launch it about a couple of years later. Mm. So um, during that time, a couple of businesses also came out. But today they are growing. I think that people are starting to notice that, OK, there is a gap for the baby food. So let's yeah, let's start. So in the UAE, it's I think there are enough now. Okay. But it's starting to grow now in the Middle East itself. There isn't many in the Middle East. I remember doing my research when I first began. There mm. wasn't many, but they're slowly starting to realize that this is an untapped market. I mean, it could be an expansion uh, opportunity for you. You could maybe expand to the wider region and then maybe, um, you know, I mean, first the GCC, I guess, and then to the wider region, mm. if that's something that you plan on doing it. I mean, we hope so. Yeah, we hope I mean, so. You know, maybe good. one day in the future. <laughs> Uh, we can look to that. You know, our our goal, I remember, was just when we were selling in Dubai, we got our first order from Abu Dhabi. Yeah. The very first order that I ever got, it wasn't from Dubai, it was from Abu Dhabi. It was, you know, not a family member, not a friend. Amazing. So I remember that order perfectly. I was so happy, but I couldn't deliver it. It was in Abu Dhabi. Right. We didn't have the means to deliver it. Yes. So... Um, you know, today we deliver to all seven Emirates and our customers have even taken our baby food because it's frozen. Mm. So you can take it abroad. Yes. So we've reached seven countries so far. Amazing. So, you know, hopefully I think um, expansion internationally makes sense. Yeah, that must make you feel so proud because a business is sort of like your baby and you're feeding it the right ingredients, (laughs) you know, to succeed. So you were saying that they take the food abroad, which I've seen a lot of businesses have have started doing, like um, not necessarily baby food businesses, but I've seen dessert businesses or like bakeries uh, sell their goods and like sell you like a little manual on like how to travel uh, with the food and and how to keep it, you know, fresh and and, uh, avoid it from spoiling is that what you do as well like do you tell people how to store it properly and how to travel with it properly yes so they a uh, lot of parents the, the best way I would recommend is first just to message us mm-hmm. uh, because we're still you know developing the uh, the manual as you said right. you know because it depends on every flight on every destination right the rules differ slightly so what we recommend is just contacting us mm-hmm. and we'll hand it everything we'll explain everything for you um, but in general the food that we sent comes in a box okay 
in a foam box. So all the parent has to do is just change the ice the, mm. because we have f- fresh ice, if that makes sense. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So just change the fresh ice to dry ice. Mm. That's it. That's all you have to do. Just take it, put it, uh, just go it through the airport security, put it in the bag, you know, with mm-hmm. with the rest of the, you know, with the rest of the bags. It doesn't have to come to the cabin with you. Right. And when you reach the, and it's going to stay frozen for like, 10, 12 hours. Oh, so it's, it's it's enough to go to Australia or even yes. America. Yes. yes. Um, and then when you reach the hotel, just pop it in the freezer and that's it. Amazing. Yeah. So Amazing. you can enjoy it, you know, and, and the best way to heat it because it's just little packets. So the best way to heat the packets is just putting them in hot water. Mm-hmm. So it's so easy and convenient, you know, for parents when they travel. Mm-hmm. Because I know when you travel to a different country, some people can be wary of the ingredients that they feed their kids. Yes. Especially, you know, if... if you know, they have some religious restrictions, some dietary restrictions. They can't have that. So so we provide that for them so that they don't have to worry, you know, about yes. it when they travel. Yes, yes. I mean, and it's down to just the allergens that might be in certain foods that upset a child's stomach because, you know, they're way more sensitive than us. So it's always good to, you know, travel prepared. Um, my last question. I know that you are a busy woman and you have such a thriving business. Um, what's your advice for parents? I think I would say don't don't take the time that you have with your kids for granted. Um, I know I don't have any kids, so, <laughs> so I know I'm not, I'm not speaking, you know. But um, I've seen it, you know, when I was babysitting. Because when the pandemic hit, we all stayed at home, so um, I was I was babysitting my friends' children a lot. And they used to come over for weeks at a time, you know, to stay over while their parents, because their parents were doctors. Mm-hmm. So they went out, yeah. but they were afraid to come home, you know, to their kids because of the COVID and everybody was, course, yes. was so worried about it. And we had our, you know, like old, uh, our grandparents, our kids, mm-hmm. you know, the most vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So they stayed with us. And, you know, that that's, of course, one of the reasons why I was like, testing on them. Yeah. But they always used to say, like, oh, I miss my kid. I miss my baby. I miss them. You know, I miss having time with them. And they realized that, you know, before that, when they were working, even if they were sitting on the table, they weren't really sitting on the table. Their mind was always elsewhere. Their mind was, you know, somewhere else. So that time that you sit with your baby, especially at mealtime, you may not feel it now. But five years, ten years down the line, you're going to appreciate and you're going to understand just how much of an impact it had on their mental health and how strong the bond is and how it grew, you know, with your kids. And advice uh, from a nutritional aspect? Even from a nutritional, like, um, you know, when you sit with your kids, they learn not to be picky eaters because they learn to eat what you eat. So, for example, so many moms say oh my baby doesn't like to eat broccoli my baby doesn't like to eat brussels sprouts i say do you eat them and they say no i say well then eat them together as a family or even cook it with them some things you know for the slightly older kids like the toddlers when they begin to understand involve them in the cooking process give them you know the the sense of independence that they can control what they put in their own food they might not eat at all but they'll take a bite Right. Mm-hmm. And this is how it begins. They take one bite, two bites. And then the next thing you know, it's going to be their favorite. So even from a nutritional standpoint, if you want your kid to become less of a picky eater and eat more healthy food, begin with yourself. You eat it. And then if that doesn't work, make your child part of the cooking process. That always is, is you know, our top advice for them. Great advice. Honestly, yeah. lead by example. I think we all we all know that. Yeah. Kadria, thank you so much thank for your you time. So much. Thank you thank for joining you. us today. Thank you for having me. Thank really you. Happy.